The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not of my employer. Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. But that's okay, because I don't like y'all anyway. We have until November of 2020 to get our act together as a country, as a nation, to correct this injustice. And the biggest injustice in the world was allowing a foreign power to install a criminal into the White House and turn an administration into a fascist crime syndicate. That must be corrected. And we only have a little, there's only one more election we have to correct it, or this whole thing is over. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that lived. I never met any of the founding fathers, but I'm sure if they were listening to Least Coast Radio right now and brand new episodes of Dies in Your House, they would agree with the sentiment. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Least Coast Radio. Get us on Patreon at Least Coast Radio. Vote. Blue Wave 2020. Let's make it happen. Least Coast Radio for the least heard voices. Every weekend. We here on Least Coast Radio are trying to fight the rising tide of fascism. Fascism is usually defined as a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and often racism. Yeah, we don't we don't want any of that in America. So we gotta we gotta stop it. We gotta put out the fire now. Not even as liberals, as Americans, as patriots. As people that like democracy, the only thing we can do right now to fix our country is use our weapons. And our weapons are our voices, our handmade signs, and social media. Get the message out there. Voting. Voting is key. Elections have consequences. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that lived. Representing Staten Island. Staten Island was no joke. Hey yo! Who's in the house? Dies in your house. What is the word, peeps? What goes on? It is the weekend. I am Jay Porks. We are back here on Least Coast Radio with another action-packed edition of Dies in Your House. What is Dies in Your House, you might ask yourself. What have you, what madness have you stumbled upon? You may say to yourself, well, I'll explain it to you. Try to keep it short. What this is, is this is a vehicle we use to encourage people to vote and to take democracy seriously because democracy is a serious thing and if you don't take it seriously and use the power invested in you to go vote then stuff like this happens 
Stuff like what, you might ask? Well, stuff like slipping into an authoritarian regime in a fascist state. Stuff like having a hostile foreign power install a fascist crime syndicate into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And if you're asking yourself, what is fascism? Well, hey Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of radical right-wing, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Yeah, that's not... Those aren't... That wasn't... If I said, hey, give me a list of American values, that wouldn't come up. We're losing touch with what America is. We really are. And it's time we stopped playing games, we stopped be trying to be cool, we stopped voting for people that aren't on the ballot, we stopped voting for third party candidates just this one cycle, could we just, just this one time? Because the third, I can't tell you a third party candidate that ever helped a Democrat. I can't tell you that, because it never happened. So please, enough's enough, and we gotta vote, and we have to end this nightmare, and then after, you know, on November 4th, 2020, or after Inauguration Day 2021, when we get a Democrat in there, then we could start talking about, okay, now that we're in the building, let's do some fundamental changes to the system. But you can't do any fundamental changes to the system from the outside. It's, imp it's not something you can do. As I turn my watch on silent. So before I get things rolling, I just, just might get religious. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own. And they're not that of any employer or any entity that pays me any money. Furthermore, this podcast and the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are views and opinions that I only express when I am not on the clock at work. I do not speak for my employer. I speak for Jay Porks, for Least Coast Radio. These opinions are my own. I am a person, and as a person, I have thoughts. And as long as I'm not expressing those thoughts while at work, I think I'm okay. I think it's fine. So now that we got that out of the way, there's a couple of stories this week that are big. Now, for big, I mean, they're always big. But I just want to start with a tweet from Molly Jung Fast. She's a writer. She writes everywhere. I, I don't think that I, I don't think all of her places she writes could be listed in the bio, in her Twitter bio, but... So she has a tweet that I could not applaud louder. And I'm going to read it right now. So it says, I'm sick of scary Republicans using fake concern for the Jews as a way of laundering their racism through Muslims. Facts. Spoiler. Scary conservatives railing against anti-Semitism don't really give a fuck about anti-Semitism. Dear Liz Cheney, you don't get to use Jews as a bludgeon against other groups you want to discriminate against. 
We're not gonna let you. Thanks, though. As a Jew, I was always taught that it was my responsibility to stand up for oppressed peoples because of our shared struggles. The conservative outrage at my saying I don't think they really care for the Jews makes me think I'm onto something here. So that's a little thread from Molly Jung Fast. She's Jewish, she's a writer, and couldn't agree more. I don't understand. Listen. Let's keep it a buck. Benjamin Netanyahu's a crook. And the Israeli government is a bunch of criminals. Those are facts. Those are things that aren't, you know, debatable. And also, like, to uninvite two Muslim members of Congress to Israel because they might have had, like, some freedom of speech and they might have been like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. And listen, I ain't over here saying fuck Israel. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. I'm just saying I'm agreeing with Molly Jung Fast here. The outrage conservatives feign. Oh, oh, they hate Jews. No, 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 bro. You hate Jews. And that's called deflecting. That's what that is. Because these same, they hate Jews. These are the same people that are like, oh, uh, you want to hear a joke? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you're, you're not Jewish, right? Like, why do you have to preference, like, why do you have to preface the joke with you're not Jewish, right? If it wasn't going to be something offensive to Jewish people. So that's a thing. That's a real thing. And Jewish people get made fun of a lot. And for conservatives to try to stand up and say, oh, you hate the Jew. That's such a Republican talk when they hate Jews. No, you hate Jews. I don't know why. But in terms of the hatred conservatives have towards ethnic different groups different religions jews are like the most the, the ones they'll tolerate most because they're white and they you know they think that that's fine which doesn't make a whole lot of sense with the conservative israel support because people in israel ain't really white you know what i'm saying those aren't white those aren't the European Jews that these conservatives think they're defending. They're not that. You know, the, the Israeli Jews are like, you know, they're like closer to Egyptian. I mean, in terms of like, just keeping it a buck. Just keeping it a buck here. But it's the same thing with the, with the, the God crying over like abortion. Like, conservatives don't care about a fetus. They don't care about a baby that's not born yet. What they care about is the notion that there are more brown babies being born than white babies being born. And any white baby that might have the opportunity to be born, they need to be born in order to, you know, keep up with this growing brown, the browning of America that they're so afraid of. Which, listen, it's not geographic. I don't know if geographically is the word. But in America, like, Muslims are younger. Therefore, they're having more children. That's just what, you know, there, there's more young Muslims in America than young Christians in America. There's more young brown people in general than young white people in this country. Sorry, that's just how it is. Like, and conservatives need to get a grip 
on that on that fact. Instead of trying to, you know, oppress votes and oppress people and make those people seem like they're subhuman. So for this clown to be like, oh, Israel would look weak if they let the, you know, Elin Omar and, and Rashida Tlaib in. And then Israel's like, alright, word, we ain't letting them in. And then they're like, you know what, we'll let Tlaib in on a humanitarian visit because her grandmother's 90. Let me just... If Israel doesn't want to let members of the United States Congress into their country, then maybe they should stop taking those billions of dollars U.S. Congress sends them yearly. Maybe they should, you know, stop taking the money. Don't take the money. Don't take the money. Listen, you cannot invite, you know, members of Congress. That's fine. Just don't take all that money from us. Because now, as a Jew, I'm stuck. I'm stuck as a Jewish person defending this. And I can't defend that. I'm not... I don't care. Listen. My family... Okay? I'm what you call Holocaust Jew. Which means that my family was in concentration camps back during World War II. And a large percentage of my family was killed by Nazis. Okay? So just let me... You know, I'm Holocaust Jew. Okay? There are no, when, when, I don't remember, like, so like, in my family lineage is like a history of like, oppression and being oppressed, and so I can't sit and see a group get marginalized, no matter who they are, what they are, whether they're women, people of color, a certain religion, a certain race, a certain ethnicity, a certain gender, whatever. Whatever it is, a certain walk of life. I can't sit back and see oppression happening and let and and not and, and be like, oh, you know, that's alright. That's okay. Like, I can't see just because Israel, you know, just because they got the Star of David on their flag. You know, when even APAC came out and was like, APAC was like, we don't support what you're doing, and Rashida Tlaib and Elian Omar want people to boycott APAC in Israel, like, so they hate APAC, and APAC's like, listen, they hate us, but, like, you gotta let them in the country, are you fucking crazy, like, oh, they just wanted to do that so they can, so they could say no, I, I don't think they did, just my opinion. Like, to look at anybody else, and based on who they pray to, or who they don't pray to, what they look like, to think that that person is less, is somehow less important than you are, on the scope of the world? is just some of the most sick and disgusting shit I've ever had to live through in my life. And this is why November 3rd, 2020 is important. Because, like, we can't live in a world where this is what we are. I understand that this is what we are. 
But we can't live in a world where we're not even trying to correct this. You know, where we're not even trying to say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be this. Maybe we shouldn't be the oppressors anymore. Maybe we shouldn't act like colonists and try to buy Greenland. I didn't even want to talk about Greenland because it's the most utterly ridiculous thing in the world. But, because I guess it's the 1800s, Trump wants to buy Greenland. Now, I heard on, I, was, I saw some pundits talking about this on TV and I couldn't agree more if I'm not remembering who it was. The idea that this would even be mentioned. So it's either the one or two things. Either, you know, Trump was like, we gotta buy Greenland. You know, and nobody stopped him from, nobody said, hey, you're stupid for thinking that. Or, somebody in the cabinet's like, yo, I got an idea. You, you ready for this? Let's tell him, let's tell him about that time Eisenhower or whatever wanted to buy Greenland in 1945. Let's tell him about that. And then let, let it fester. They say he's been talking about it for months. Buy Greenland. And I might, you know, I might have a, a smirk on my face. But it is not funny. Because why don't we, with that money, I don't know. Buy Puerto Rico. Oh wait, we don't need to buy it because it's a part of the United States that we haven't fixed because we don't care. Our elected officials don't care about Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico doesn't have electoral college votes. And that's disgusting. And that's a fundamental thing that needs to be changed immediately. Statehood or not, I don't, I don't care about that. We need to fix Puerto Rico. So instead of talking about buying other countries without having any concept of how the world works, maybe we can fix up Puerto Rico from that storm that happened a couple of years ago that they're still, you know, sitting there in the dark over. Maybe we can go to Flint, Michigan and get them some clean water. Maybe we can go to, what is it, Trenton, New Jersey or something? They don't got water there either. They're handing out bottles of water. What kind of society is this? What kind of... What kind of civilization doesn't have clean water? Are we a third world country? Where there are parts of America that don't have water? Clean water? Is this the fucking Sudan? Am I reading The Kite Runner or something? What the fuck is going on? And I understand that the Sudan and the Kite Runner and me mixing those up is totally culturally insensitive. And I apologize for that, but I just, you know, the people that aren't gonna get that, it shows how fucking, how lost we are, you know, in terms of this. But like, is this the Sudan? I'm forgetting the name of the book that I was, not I was reading, the, the class I was working in a couple of years ago. There was a book, and I'm forgetting the name of the book, but this, you know, the guy had a walk, like they were walking for like mad long for water or something. It's the Sudan. I can't think of it, and it's bothering the heck out of me. 
But either way, like, this is America. This is the richest country in the world. And we got people, you know, you got people around the world that want to be this country so bad. You see the Hong Kong protests? The Hong Kong protests, they're waving American flags. They want a Bill of Rights. Hong Kong protests is waving American flags. They want a Bill of Rights. Now, <clears throat> maybe they could learn from us. Because I did see a couple of We Want a Second Amendment sign. And that's just insane. Like, we shouldn't be exporting the love of guns to other countries. But in terms of human rights, they may have a point. And I could tell you, I, I could name a bunch of politicians that would be tough on China. They are all Democrats and they are all running for president. I could tell you a politician who's not tough on China. I could tell you a politician who's a bitch when it comes to China. And that is the head of your fascist crime syndicate that currently occupies 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Like, you could say, oh, tariffs. First of all, tariffs have farmers on welfare. Soybean farmers can't sell their soybeans to a market that they've developed in China because China's like, nah, we're good. Tariffs. Also, your beloved stock market. Tariffs. No deal. Not going to the table. Not talking any deal. Basically begged this guy for a meeting. Xi Jinping. Not getting it. Because China is playing the long game. Because China is not like the US. China is not thinking about what are we going to do in the next year. They're thinking about what are we going to do over the next 10 years. So like if a slump now means a, a better country in 10 years, that's what we'll do. That's not what your fascist crime syndicate does. They do things based on what's going to be best for right this second today. And that's just not the way we need to focus as a country and as a world. Because with, with thinking like that, because it's thinking like that that puts our whole world, literally the earth, in danger like we only have a certain amount of time to start really fixing the like we're already not we're already like 10 years away from global catastrophe when it when it comes to climate change right we're already so close to that and not only are we so close to that but we're not doing anything at the moment to to like be like yo we're actually like we're not everything being done by this fascist regime. All it's doing is taking time off the amount of healthy time we have on this on this planet. Measure the coastlines in, in Miami. Check it out. Miami is smaller because the, the water is coming up. Because rising sea levels are due to climate change. Now, instead of buying Greenland, instead of saying, oh, we want to buy you, very charlatan of you, 
Maybe you go over there, because as you know, Greenland is covered with ice, and Iceland is very nice. As you know, if you've seen D2, the Mighty Ducks are back. I don't know who Leif Erikson is, but I, I, I know it from D2, the Mighty Ducks. Greenland's got a bunch of ice, right? And, like, we want that ice to not melt. Because, you know, rising sea levels. So maybe you call up Greenland and you're like, hey, like, what can we do to help you? Like, what, what combined as two sovereign nations could we do to help you help this ice not melt? And to help our Earth thrive for the children, for the future. We shouldn't be thinking about what's going to be best this week. We got to think about what's going to be best in this lifetime, if we even have an entire lifetime. Because scientists say, listen, man, we got like 10 years of regular life left before like you really start seeing this ish hit the fan. And when it hits the fan, we can't turn the fan off. And to be honest, we're already kind of in the fan. So we need drastic changes. And it's not being done under this fascist regime. And I don't care what your politics are. You want your your children to live. And you want your niece, your young nieces and nephews. And you want those people to live on a planet. You don't want them to have some disease that's not even invented yet. Due to the fact that their planet was, their planet was crumbling. Due to the fact that they didn't recycle properly. And do a bunch of things that they could have easily done to prevent global catastrophe. Dies in your house. Exclusively? On Least Coast Radio.